Rooted in Revenue with your host today, Susan Finch. Susan Finch here, your host today with Rooted in Revenue, and I have a wonderful guest on that I want to introduce you to. I'm a fan of her writing. I'm a fan of her. She has so much integrity, talent, humor. I want you to meet Jodel Carruthers, also known as J.D. Carruthers, the author of Royally Deceived and Thrill Ride, which you see behind you. That was her first book. Jodale, I want to welcome you, and I want to talk about this transformation taking you from yes an ip attorney a very successful one to also not and then but and also a very successful writer it's been a roller coaster ride but it's been fun i'm thrilled to be here today so thrill ride is not what people might expect and all of you that i have met through your organization the sdipla that you all have secret talents and interests and things. And I've really enjoyed getting to know you, but you and I clicked. And when when you started telling me, you know, first we worked on your website for this book. Can you take everybody through this process of saying, yes, and I'm going to, in my spare time, write this book? I'm an avid reader and I like to read a wide variety of things, you know, everything from murder mysteries to romances, to autobiographies, a lot of different things. And uh, I'd always dreamed of writing a novel, but didn't think I'd ever have a plot that would work. So, you know, it was a weird, I guess, upside of the world kind of shutting down in 2020. You know, I was reading more because I was working from home. I moved my mom in with me. I needed some me time to kind of, you know, escape a little bit. And um, one day kind of an interesting plot sort of started, you know, simmering in my head and my husband was like, you know, why don't you write a book? You take, why don't you write it? If you, it sounds like a good plot to me. And I really started writing, not sure I'd ever finished the book. So, because I, so I didn't tell anybody for fear I wouldn't finish. And I just started writing like early in the morning before the house was awake or on the weekend or late at night. And it just started flowing and then I before I knew it I was close to having a whole book done well and let's back up to there's a little there's another piece in there that people don't know yet and that's the fact that you had a hobby blog I did foodie oasis I had foodie oasis originally and then uh which was a food blog and then I morphed it into pinot and pie uh, and Pinot and Pie came sort of from, I love wine, I love food. Uh, those are comforting things. And so uh, I changed the website to that. And you worked with me on that. And it's beautiful. Part of the way the book came about was I was looking for a book to read that was exactly what I wanted. I, need, I wanted murder, romance, and food. <laughs> and so, you know, what else would, could be more soothing when you're kind of stuck at home and wanting to do something fun and so I had this thrill ride turned out to be set in Vegas and was a murder mystery romance surrounding a cooking competition set at this fictional casino resort on the strip in Las Vegas and I have to say I was pretty excited when other people read early copies and were like oh we kind of like it I couldn't put it down well, thank you. I, my kids, they thought I was nuts because we were traveling. I had on my phone. 
not even on an iPad or anything. I'm, I'm reading it on my phone, scrolling, 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 scrolling. Couldn't put it down. It was yeah. so fun. And I'm not usually a novel reader. I'm very much a biography reader. Historical fiction I like. But there was something about your humor in here and the story, the gadgets and all of that. I'm not going to spoil it. But it told me that this is a huge skill you have. You know, I appreciate the compliments. I, I don't know what to say because I'm very humbled by the fact that people are buying and reading my book. And now it's books because I have a copy. I finally got the hard copy. Yay! I love the new cover, Royally Deceived, which is actually set on an island in the Mediterranean. So we get a different kind of food. Uh, we also get a totally different kind of mystery. But that was the shock to me. I didn't, I couldn't believe I was going to finish a first book and publish it. And then before the first book was done, I had an idea for a plot for a second book and, you know, and then ideas for three and four. And before I knew it, I'd made this chart of about 10 books I wanted to write. So book two is coming out right now. Book three is in the works and I have to try get myself to focus and not be on the side writing book four. So I can't believe I've had more than one idea. So <laughs> who knew, right? What I've done is I'm actually considered an indie publisher, an independent publisher. I publish myself, but I have professional editors and professional publicists and professional web designers and, and you and other people that help me promote things. So what I learned very quickly was in the genre I'm writing in, if you want a chance at being published, you really need to go the independent route in the beginning. but do that with the professionals backing up the quality. So I went for the professional editors and formed an LLC to do the publication and have gone that route. So uh, it's been a learning curve, but it's been a lot of fun too. You've learned, I've watched you, you dig into every element of it and are willing to do that work yourself, which I think is such an important piece of it. It's your money. It's your success right. and you need to not just say, oh, I don't know how to do that. I see so many people take that approach and then wonder why it fails. And I've watched who you've aligned yourself with, the person who helps you with your social media, especially at the book end, the yeah. audio book end, that you have a specialist for that has been huge. Right. and enabled you to secure some of the best talent out there for your audiobooks. Can you yeah, talk about that? Great. I mean, that's amazing. No, I was very lucky that uh, there's a, a, a boutique uh, audio production company in Los Angeles, and I really like their artists. I love the books they put out for audiobooks, and I'm amazed that they took on me because they do work for a lot of, you know, New York Times, USA Today bestsellers. And so I have fantastic production company in East House Productions out of LA. I also, through them, got hooked up with um, a personal assistant and social media guru for books. And she has played a huge role in helping me meet other people and learn about how to do social media for books. And you know, because you can post a whole lot of things, but I've learned that you need to really brand it, you know, which is something you told me long before I met uh, the book publicist I'm working with. But 
you really need a brand that people identify. When they see your post, you want them to know it's your post. Right. When they see your website, you want them to know they're at the right place. And so getting consistent branding was something that probably took me at least a year, year and a half to get to. And I feel like I've come a long way. So if you go to my Instagram page and, you know, look at the layout of posts, they look like they go together. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I didn't know in the beginning that was important. I was very naive. You know, I thought the hard part was writing the book. I had no idea that learning how to get it published, learning how to get it formatted right, learning how to get a cover design done, learning when the books go up, how you get them to be up for pre-order, how you get other people to help you promote the books. It's, it, it almost pales the amount of time that took for writing. It does. Well, the, I think of it like painters. Painters can have closets of paintings if they don't know how to sell them. Correct. They enjoyed the process. They're high quality. Everybody would love them. Right. But people have to find out about it. They need to see them exhibited. They do. And I found that it's also important to get there and let other people know you're not just writing, you're a reader. You enjoy what the other authors are putting out there. And writing is somewhat of a form of giving back a little bit. I've gotten to enjoy so many wonderful authors over the years. It's fun to put something back on the pile to feel like you've contributed a little bit of something. And the plots are fun. You get to make people do what you want them to, which we don't <laughs> get to do in real life very often. So it's fun. That's fun. I get to twist things up and have people do things that probably uh, wince if they were real people and might not go through with. When you first brought your book to my attention and, you know, I got to know the genre that you were writing for, I had never heard of that combination of things, but I loved the combination of things. I like to cook. I like mysteries. I like light romance. I'm not into tawdry tales, but I like fun romance romps. <laughs> yeah. So I think my books are kind of on the line between fun and a little steamy and, yeah. and book, book two is a little steamier than book one, but they're definitely very mainstream. They're intended to be a light read. Yes, there is a murder mystery in them. They're not all about cooking competitions. You don't even have to like to cook. I don't think. I've also tried to do where like book two is more about there's some really scrumptious meals scattered through it's not really as much about the cooking itself right but i did call the series murder and romance are on the menu so you <laughs> kind of get uh you get the little twist of food with the menu the other thing i've done is i'm trying even though i consider you know the first two books as part of a series they're written so you can read them as standalones you do not have to read them in order I'd actually suggest people start and read the, you know, the one that's coming out now. Start with it and see if you like it. And then you can always go back and pick up the first book. I do that with authors regularly. I do too. And then it's like, oh, here's a new author I've discovered and they better keep going and write more books. Yeah. and, And I try to keep that in mind that I want to have at least one or two books come out per year if I can, because as a reader, I'm always anxious. Oh, shoot. I don't want to wait for that next book. Right. You know, even if it's, you know, I don't write cliffhangers. I give you a happily ever after within the one book. <laughs> but if you kind of like the characters in this first series I'm writing, they some of the characters you might have liked from another book may show up again. And so you, you might find out a little bit more about what they're doing, which is fun. That is fun. 
So I want to hear who in this genre are your favorite authors? Wow, I have so many favorite authors. I love Louise Bay. She writes uh, both royal and CEO billionaire type books that are a lot of fun. I like, you know, I just finished a book by Nana Malone, who writes more of a little bit of a mafia twist to some of her books. You know, there's just so many authors. I made a list and I, you know, of the authors I'd read in the last, I think it was four or five years. And I was pretty surprised that it was a three digit list. You know, it was like over, <laughs> it was over a hundred different authors that I'd read just in the last three or four years, because I tend to either listen to audiobooks or read if I'm standing in line, if I'm stuck in a car, if I can't fall asleep, that's my go-to entertainment. Okay. I'm going to add one of mine that I told you about. Mia P. Mononcella. And she has a series called Tita Rosie's Kitchen Mysteries. Mm, fun. Yep. She's a Filipino author. And so this all talks about Filipino food. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. That I'm hungry when I read them, but I never expect the twist. And the thing I respect about her books and your books and a few other authors that I follow. I can't stand it when an author throws in some last minute twist character, a twin. Can, can we talk about the glass onion? Where oh. it just throws somebody in at the end that was never in the, that you have no idea. How could you ever guess that? Because they didn't exist. Right. You keep us with you the whole time. So I do, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate that about your writing very much. I wanted to wrap up though, this conversation with a few tips that you can give somebody that has a professional career that needs to still work during the day that has to still work full time and has a desire to be an author that has that story in them that wants to come out. What would you tell them? What are the first few steps you would tell them to do? Yeah. You know, I do think that writing, if you end up getting to break even, you're probably one of the lucky ones. I'm not there yet. Uh, in terms of breaking even on my writing, I hope I will be because I love writing and I'd love to be able to keep doing it for a really long time. There are the rare authors that are just so good. They can write a book and they can go become an instant success. I don't think that's anywhere near the norm. And I think we all benefit from somebody else helping us. So there's a lot of different resources. There's a lot of good books you can go read about becoming an author I also found there are some very interesting, I don't know if you've heard of Masterclass. It's an yes. on, online program yeah. that you, they, I think they were offering something, you know, on holidays, they sometimes do a thing like $15 a month and you can get a year's worth of classes or something. Right. There's a lot of very famous authors that have done Masterclasses and you can listen to what their process was. And It's not that they tell you how to write, but they make you realize there's not just one way, but here's a bunch of things you may want to think about, and you need to figure out what's right for you. So I don't necessarily know my ending when I start. I have an idea. Uh, I know who the couple is going to be. I know things I want to happen with them. I may know what I think the murder mystery is going to be, but I may or may not have decided the exact ending. And that's okay. 
And, you know, one of the things when I went and learned about things, some people know plan and plot from the beginning. Some people it's completely seated to their pants. I'm in between. And so I think <laughs> if you go and re and sometimes it's just the reassurance that what you're doing is not dumb. You know, you can do yeah. it your way and it's okay. And I found I made, you know, I made a lot of bullet points and I kind of did it by chapter and then I'll move things around and I'll figure it out as I go. But the main thing is if you have an idea, get it on paper, get it on your computer file, start typing it in and then just free flow and start typing because I thought I had this great beginning to Thrill Ride. By this time Thrill Ride was published, the beginning was gone. But had I not written those first two or three chapters, I never would have written the book. So you need to start. I think you need to start. And then I think you need to build your team, which is find some friends who will read it that won't merely say, oh, it's great. Find somebody that you're willing to listen to or go online and find a stranger on one of the Facebook groups or, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of great Facebook groups for authors. You've spent a lot of time investing you've spent invest a lot of time i will say on social media in these private groups you're always telling me how much you have learned from them just by listening yes and you know i'm at the point now where where it's you know time for me to speak up more not because i know so much but just because i want to build the relationships with the other authors and in the beginning i was very shy about it because i was like well i'm not an author yet <laughs> but what i didn't realize was neither are a lot of the other people in the group. I mean, they're authors, but they may not be published yet. And you can be an author whether you're published or not. And so I was a little shy about interacting and getting much, much better about that. And I think it's just, you know, my genre audiobooks are huge. So I went down the audiobook route and I had a lot to learn about audiobooks and narrators. And so the social media is a huge resource, whether Facebook, the groups in Facebook are great. Clubhouse is a big social media outlet now, which I'm starting to get more involved in. For authors, not not for everybody, but there are some strong niche areas for authors that I've seen. Definitely are for authors. Find where the people that are doing things like you want to do are and ask them questions. And I, you know, you'll probably find they love talking to you. They like giving you tips. They're like, oh, I wish somebody had told me this. Yes. And I found it to be a much, a very welcoming group. That's very great welcoming. advice too. It's taking that time. When I wrote my book, you know, this is 2009, it was a kid's book, but I was so determined just to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, I self-published. I mean, to the point of working with a publisher in China and making sure and ordering it on the pallets and getting it here. All of those pieces had professional editors, yet we still had one typo and <laughs> it happens. I think but, there's always one time. <laughs> yeah, I was grateful it was only one, but it's only a 32 page book. But I did not invest enough time. I did speak to some authors, authors I admired. I sent them a copy of my book and it wasn't for anything else other than to say, thank you for inspiring me. Yeah. Here's my book. I didn't expect anything else. And a few of them actually sent thank you notes and it said they enjoyed it. And my point of my book was a little different. I did it to show my kids that you can have an idea and turn it into a finished product and put it out there. I said, so it will always be in the library of Congress. It will always be Mm -hmm. there as something to enjoy. 
and so we have different purposes. So I think for me, that's one piece of advice I would give to whoever's writing the record. What is actually your purpose? Yes. Why are you doing it? I, for me, I, you know, I did it as much for myself and if it entertains other people, that's a bonus. It's fun to share it with other people. I also think that, like you said, you know, the Library of Congress, there's a lot of things that people will learn as part of the process. You know, how do you get an ISBN number? Where do you put the copyright? Where do you, who do you credit for what? There's a lot you can learn through the process, but you're right. Find out why you're doing it. And getting rich is probably not the right reason. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the right um, the Wisner brothers, they did Honeymoon with My Brother. There were two books, a fine book, you know, boohoo story, ha ha ha. But he's went on, he ended up going, you get the gist of what the story is. He went on the honeymoon with his brother. Yeah. So he didn't have the wedding. But even when, you know, book, book signings everywhere, very popular on all the morning shows and all these things, but they know they will never make a living at it. And at that time, maybe they are now, but at that time, it was like, at least we can write off our life. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I keep telling you, where do you want to travel? Write your book for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that that would be a great idea. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm just trying to make it through the release of book two, get yes. book three written, and and we'll we'll figure the rest of it out. <laughs> Joe Dale, thank you for being my guest. I know you are getting this book launches next week, Royally Deceived. So pre-order it on Amazon, guys, or if you're listening to this and it's already published, get your copy, get your audio copy. You will enjoy her writing. And I want to know what you think about it. Because once you read one, you're going to want everything that she writes. Everybody can find you at jdcarothers.com. That's J-D-C-A-R-O-T-H-E-R-S.com. Thanks, Susan. Never miss an episode. Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. So go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing and your online presence. <laughs>